I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wedding Session. It's Kelly here, and we're back with part two of why hiring your planner helps your vendors with our very special guest, Aaron Fraser of Aaron Fraser Photography. We were having entirely way too much fun, so we had to split this episode into two. So listen in as we share some more gems. You obviously worked many micro weddings this uh, summer, and I'm assuming you did some with planners and some without. I'm assuming you preferred the ones with planners but do you have any stories you want to elaborate on that so I do I do know that there is this thing where you have photographers who love working with planners and you have photographers who do not like working with planners I am a pro planner but that is because I I feel so obligated to like get in there and help and I'm doing timeline I've had weddings where I've even micro weddings because we're like on the fly and we're rescheduling I have literally driven to parents' houses to look at backyards to tell them if I think that their backyard is feasible for a backyard wedding. I went above and beyond last year because I was, I cannot lose these clients. I cannot lose any more weddings. So I need, I need you to keep your wedding on this day. I will help you find a new venue. I will help you figure it out because I need you to not move your wedding. And it's like, if I can figure out a situation that works for them, I'm trying. But at the same time, this is not really where Mm -hmm. my job is, but last year all that yeah like we have a big clause in our contract that says we don't dj or touch sound equipment but we did a few times we had, we had to, to hit, yeah we had to play a few times just yeah see, and <laughs> hated it i was stuck to an ipod trying to figure this out so i mean what are you gonna do yeah for much. sure i'm pro planner because because i'm like that and because i know that it will it will in the at the end of the day the photos will suffer if i'm doing yeah. the planning right time wise and logistics i think people just totally underestimate how hard it is I, asked, I just planned a wedding for my sister-in-law mm-hmm. in September. Uh, it was like a month wow. notice. And we put this together. Granted, I am a little bit more mm-hmm. like equipped for it because I know everybody in the industry and I, I know all the venue, not venue, sorry, like the equipment rentals and like decor. Like I have people that I work with all the time. So it was easier mm-hmm. for me to do that. I couldn't believe how much it was for me. I did all the decorating. I did all the setting up. I, I did everything there the night before I went to finish up. Plus I was shooting and plus I was getting my hair and makeup done and like wearing a long dress and doing this. It was, it was That's absolutely true. insane. And I could not believe I was like, this is why wedding planners, <laughs> this is why wedding planners are things. It only takes one event. I need professionals. Yes, yes. for sure. I was like, you know what? I maybe would like, I maybe would enjoy wedding planning if it didn't coincide with also photographing yes, the wedding. Sure. <laughs> that yeah, does not absolutely. work. Like I said, I'm just super pro planner in that way because I just think that people don't understand what it actually takes to make a wedding day seamless and the amount of vendors that have to talk to you and they have to have answers, like questions answered and you have to know the answer definitively Mm -hmm. right now, right? Like you're making decisions on the fly. What do you say, uh, Kelly? um, There could be a fire in the back. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh never look in never look in a kitchen because the, the kitchen could literally be on fire, but in the front of the house, you're like, everything is amazing. <laughs> And the door swings over the kitchen and it's like, and everybody's <laughs> freaking out in the back and there's, you know, fire trucks and God knows what else the heck's going on in the back. But you're like, your steak is rare. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything is, everything is amazing. And it, it really, really is hard, but it's funny. Just, I got married, what, 10 days ago? I don't even yeah. know, two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks and ago, yeah. you were there uh, to was, help me. And yes. thank God you were because we only had, we had, yeah, it was a really, really small ceremony. We only had it was parents and siblings and that was it. And, but afterwards my mom said, and my mom helps us all the time. She's yeah, she like, does, oh my yeah. God, thank God that Tarina was there to help run the day. And I was like, I know. I'm teeny bit flabbergasted that you're like, my mom and sister can do it. Well, no, no, I know. Well, it was, the restrictions. It yes. was well, it was yeah. more like the restrictions because we are now working with everything is so tight and you're not allowed to basically have anybody. And, it, and, mm-hmm. and so now what, what's going on is it's only 10 people, including your vendors. Okay. So at what point are you picking a sibling versus your photographer yeah. Yeah. or your, your, your grandmother versus right. the efficient? Well, mm-hmm. you definitely need the efficient and it's kind of <laughs> nice to have the photographer to capture everything. So yeah. at what point are you kind of having to pick people? And so that's kind of where I was you know, I think I could do it. And I was like, you know what? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I, I don't. I was originally going to have like a lot of things changed last minute. And I'm a planner. Yes. I plan this yeah. a million times over, literally a million <laughs> times over. And up until the day of, I was like, well, we're just going to wing it a little because <laughs> yeah. who knows what's going to happen. It's outside. Did it rain? Oh yeah, it did. It did yes. <laughs> you know, but you're, you're kind of working yeah. with what you have and you know, but we're professionals and we kind of knew what was up and I kind of okay to roll with it. But at the same time, I'm also a bride and you also have these ideas of what you want and how yeah. it's going to look and who you want there and all these sort of things. So I think I think it is underestimated and I think people don't realize the behind the scenes. I think that's the biggest thing is regardless of the size of the wedding, you don't get all the behind the scenes stuff. So How do you yeah. like who brings that stuff there? Who sets that stuff up? And that's just, you know, Table. Like, it doesn't change like the size of the wedding doesn't make doesn't a difference you still it. need you still need all these little tiny pieces and elements and the to, to make it happen and I mean we always we say that in the intro of our podcast like you have all these little tiny things that are part of the day that you still need to have to have a wedding yes you know and yeah. so regardless of how many people are there witnessing it or that are there you know at the ceremony or the reception when you can do it mm-hmm. you're still gonna have speeches you're still gonna potentially have a cake cutting you're still gonna have a dance you're still gonna have you know all these all other the all these little things are going to happen whether you have two people or 20 people or 200 people so you still have to move from point a to point mm-hmm. b to point c back to point exactly. b exactly in a timely manner in yeah. a timely manner i was in ontario for um, my amazing friend's wedding it was so it was a childhood friend of mine and they didn't have a planner and it was i i had so much fun because we had a lot of time to enjoy ourselves but we did not have the first dance until 10 o'clock at night because nobody was managing the length of the speeches oh, yeah. and who was going up and then it became open mic and then it was dancing we didn't get started to dance until 10 o'clock at night and then everyone had gone. So, and that was the part that I was looking forward to the most was the dancing part to hang out with my friends. And so it's like kind of need somebody to help you keep track of what's going on. Well, even keeping like caterers on on the schedule, right? Because if dinner goes, I went to a wedding a couple years ago. I shot the wedding, the dinner was four hours long. Oh my God. God. That's a European dinner. I was, Sleeping at my table yeah. by the end. Oh my god! It was 500 courses, big Italian wedding. Yep. yep. Amazing food, but by the time the dinner was done, everyone was like, "Wah wah." Yeah, like, yeah. Stick a fork. Like they're full. They're done. Yeah, yeah. For that sure. is, oh. Um, 
Oh, and then open mics are no, the never, nail no, in never the good idea. Unplug the amp. Yeah. <laughs> we have some clients that do ask us to allow the opportunity and we explain it very delicately. We say these other people that you have asked to speak at your wedding have taken the time to write down and think about it. Someone that does open mic right. is just saying what they're feeling. Yes. And it could be good. It could be naughty. 98% of the time okay. it's naughty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's-, it's always bad yeah it's always like remember that time no no we don't (laughs) well and you haven't had the opportunity to have even anyone vet or listen to what they're planning on saying yes and it's always the people you don't want to talk yes oh my goodness if i wanted you to tell a story i would have asked you right yeah right but i didn't and now it's always like your aunt's drunk husband (laughs) yep oh my god i could tell you stories Oh my god! Oh, yeah. But no, I've had like, stories too. Where the- it is not ever a good idea. Never, never, <laughs> never, never. No, for sure. No, absolutely. So my next question, kind of segue into this a little bit. Do you find that is there something that couples overlook when they're planning a wedding? Well, I always find that there's a few things that I always really like draw attention to when I'm doing my pre-wedding consult with them because I always do a call with the couples the week before the wedding and that's when I go through like I could send a questionnaire but I I prefer to just have a conversation and I write down notes while I'm doing it so that I can refer back to them great mm-hmm. yeah but yeah the, the for, for me it's always I think they underestimate travel time they underestimate yeah. <laughs> transportation even and sometimes you know like oh we don't have a limo or we do have a limo but they're like we're gonna go here I'm can't go there because limo can't park there yeah. or there's just certain things that i think people just think are going to be easier than they are yep or we'll all drive there all 12 of you are going to drive there and, and separate oh gonna be i'm like so no one no i'm like no one no one someone there's no way that 12 people could drive no. there and then two no one's ever going to get there at the same time no, no that's like ever thing. yeah hurting kitchen they also don't a lot enough time not just transportation but anything mm-hmm. yep so they send me these timelines I don't want to be Debbie down here, but like that is never going to work yes. because you will never be ready on time no. on your wedding day ever. Like it's happened to me like four times. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then when on those times when the bride or once one partner was on time, the other one was late. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just not a thing. So you really have to like be realistic in setting mm-hmm. your, your time frame. And again, I think it comes with experience. Mm-hmm. If I'm a wedding yeah. a client and I have never planned a wedding, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But if I talk to me or talk to you, like you're going, no, because we do this all the time. We know that that's not going to happen. And you could be the odd man out, but you're probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to shit all over your brain here, but like that is terrible. And that comes with experience too. So like what you were saying earlier about, you know, having experience in the, in the industry, I mean, it's really helpful. It differentiates, you know, really good planners and photographers from really bad ones. And again, sometimes you're, you know, if you're really new off the hop, but you're, and you're pretty talented, Sometimes you just don't know until you do it. And every wedding that we do, right. we've been doing, I've been in, in events since over 12 years, over 10 mm-hmm. years. And every event that I do, I'm like, cool. So next time yes. <laughs> we're going to do this you because you're like, you always time. learn something right. new. Yeah. But every event that you do, you always just kind of take with you. And you're like, okay, so I do know now that <laughs> yeah. it's going to take you from A to B. And travel, I think, is the most underestimated. It is. Yeah. Or underestimated like, thing. Yeah. Our wedding in Langley. Get it. Oh, I want industrial. So let's go to the Vancouver Art Gallery on a Saturday at oh, no. three o'clock with your massive bridal party. No, or even like okay, do Whistler weddings yes. and they they're traveling to Whistler. You're like, I need you to get on Google, type in this date, and find out what's happening in Whistler because what yeah. date was it two years ago that it was the bike trail that they take up to Whistler? It was so you had we had to leave seven hours early. 
to get to Whistler. Oh it was also the day that the gondola went down. Oh, it was oh that my same gosh. Day. Yes. 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 Oh, that is so, which was my, which was also my wedding. Bye. No yes. way, really? Oh, yes, it was. The, um, the first time it was. I got moved to Furry Creek. That one? Somewhere in Squamish. So the first time it got moved to the hotel there in Squamish. Um, ended up being fine. It was beautiful. It was just not what they planned. Oh. Right. Uh, we had Beth uh, Barr from Sweetheart Events. She was a champ. Yes. She, like, oh my God, the way she planned that wedding in that time frame, I could not have done that in a million years. Yeah. So she handled it really well, but it was think you're getting married at Sea to Sky. Yeah. And you get married like in a hotel. Yeah. Which, yeah it, it was beautiful and it was as good as it there. It, she could not have asked for a better um, scenario, yeah. but yeah, that was a fun phone oh, call to get. Oh God. That's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. I, but yeah. So like just, just realizing like what's going on yeah. that day. I don't know. People always say like, are you going to go down and do like, a site visit before? And I'm like, honestly, no, I will go the morning of, because if I go, weeks before Vancouver's crazy yeah yep anything can change anything construction <laughs> anything so like you go and you have this grand plan and then it's like yeah. okay now we can't go there yeah so I don't no I go the day of the morning of I go and I'll figure out where I'm going to shoot and then I'll come to you yeah that's how I do it every morning because otherwise it's a waste of my time yeah absolutely we always tell the story actually when we were working in catering we had a wedding out in Mission, which is, uh, <laughs> for those of you that don't know the lower mainland area, Mission is probably about an hour east of Vancouver, more or less. Yeah. And so they decided, so they were having this, it was a very small wedding. It was only 20 people. Um, and, oh no, I think it was less than that because they all fit in a limo. So yeah. they got married in Mission and they all wanted to go to Jericho Beach in Vancouver <laughs> for four Oh my God. By the water. Oh so, they drove, yeah. so they drove oh, an wow. hour in the opposite direction for water photos, mm-hmm. which is fine. fine however they were late doing all of their late getting there late doing their photos and then they got stuck in fireworks traffic coming back so the summer in vancouver we have the we have um fire i don't even know what it's called it used to be called uh symphony of fire festival of lights. festival of lights yeah. episode is the how old am i benson and hedges symphony of fire that's what i was gonna say whoops <laughs> 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 That's how bad it was because that's how I remember it when I first moved here. So, anyways, Festival of Lights, fireworks, craziness, um, and Kitsilano, where Jericho Beach is, basically shuts down. When yeah. I lived in Kits, I could not bloody find parking in front of my building. Yeah. I pay rent here, folks. Yeah, couldn't right. find a place to park yeah. my car. You can't get through. Absolute right. shit show. And they're stuck there. And so our staff in Mission. So when do we, we do? put? When do we start up the barbecue? Like nobody's here yet. Yeah. So our team is basically. The photographer is taking photos in the dark. Our team is cooking steaks with flashlights from like their cell phones. <laughs> like it was by the time they got there, the the bridal party had tons of fun. They were they were they were fine with it, yeah. but at the same time, it's like guys, you spent four hours traveling, traveling out of your day when you only have so much time to begin with. Yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. Yes, I think they they had a bit to drink. Right. Oh yeah, they yeah. had. They had. <laughs> wow. Um, they were. It was an ethnic wedding, and they had vodka for the table, and they had shot glasses. So after every uh, thing, they would more, more, another, another <laughs> shot of vodka. So they were, they were feeling great. Oh my god, that's awesome. We sometimes get timelines from our clients, and we're like, "That's great," but these are all your issues here. And Kelly and I like to put in buffers. We like to put yes, in. Always. No one ever said. I guess no one ever thinks about the downtime of weddings because weddings are there's so much that you pack into a day, yeah. but. If you have an opportunity to have 15 minutes to yourself where you're sitting in a room alone or maybe eating a snack or to pee, pee break. That's, that's okay. The big one. That is just fine. 
it's worse if you're running late versus having a little extra 10 minutes. Exactly. Like, well, and having your wedding feel like you're on a schedule isn't yes. fun either. No, for sure. I think that's what people, yeah, if you don't like give yourself enough time to enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. then it's why are you even doing it? Yeah. You're just like going through the motions, hating your life. Yeah. Like, okay, let's not do this. Well, you- that and then I think timeline too. Mm-hmm. People underestimate we can talk first look versus not first mm-hmm. look that's another timeline thing right yes. like it frees up time on one side people are really married to the one to, to like the traditional idea and then trying to kind of you don't want to talk them into something because you don't want to do something you don't want to do but at the same time it makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. trying to do this thing but yeah the thing is if i get a timeline from a bride it is bare bones simple i wrote this out in my email this time, this time, this time, like you get a timeline from a planner. It is color coded in Microsoft Excel. It is, if I want to know what I'm doing, I find my color and I look at my color and it is like, oh, there it is. I very, very rarely ever have to draw any attention to anything when I get a timeline from a planner Mm -hmm. because they already know. They save a lot of my 15 minutes at at sunset. I don't have to tell them that. Yes. When I have to explain to a bride why I need 15 minutes at sunset or where that's going to fall. Because you know, like, it's kind of like you can't really you can work it in, but you still have to make it flexible. Yes, kind of thing. Yeah, and people, it's just like people don't understand that. But planners, you don't even have to talk to them. You just, they just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm gonna do this, and I think that's what it makes you go into a day and you don't feel stressed because you already know that everything it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, when you have it from a bride, it's just super basic. And it's funny we got when we were in catering. Uh, I remember one time line we got was about. 12 pages oh my god it was so big it was in eight font and it yeah. started with bride in the shower seven oh my god a.m and i was like what if she wants a shower and that was, was it from a planner yes yeah from a planner i was yeah. like holy crackers so we try involved. to we do have a timeline and of course it is color-coded and <laughs> it's in excel but we often give it the the vendors the opportunity to use the timeline however they want example makeup artist mm-hmm. on at 7 30 eight o'clock start makeup you're done makeup at 11. Like, yes. We don't tell you in the three yeah. hours how it goes. That's your job. Right? Yes. Like, Apply lipstick at 10. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or same with food. Right. Yeah. That's a huge mistake we see is that they want to control the food. The venue that has served this food many, many times or the caterer will know the flow of service. Yes. So we like to say, well, yeah, service starts at seven. And however that may go till nine, that's up on to you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just- yeah. You can't micromanage the crap out of everyone no. either. That doesn't work. You never plan a perfect wedding, no matter what timeline and how many details, it's never yeah. going to go exactly. But that's what we're there. We're there to make the call. We talked to the couple two months ago and they were like, it's more important for us to have a dance party versus cake cutting. Okay, no problem. We're going to get rid of that cake. <laughs> Things like that. Well, I, th- I mean, at the same time, I've had planners send me a plan. <laughs> I don't know, like in photography, if you hear the word shot list, yep. oh. you die a little bit inside, uh, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no, that's scary. Shot list is basically only acceptable, as far as I'm concerned, for family yes. photos. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's where I need your shot list. And we had a pretty chaotic family photo list with Lauren and Gary, but we got it done. <laughs> yeah, died in the dark. Yes. Because yeah. we picked, because it was New Year's Eve, they picked to do their photos outside first and they picked to do. Uh, family photos inside with flash, which is totally fine. And I, I that was my suggestion because I just think that family photos are easier to do with flash than bridal party. Right. So that's what we did. Yeah. Um, but I've also had like shot lists, not from, well, I've had them from brides. Okay. In my, in the past, not recently. Um, but then I've had planners a couple of years ago. I had one that the planner was like, take a picture of this, take a picture of this, take a picture of this. And I was like, Hey, 
I just need to hop on a call with you. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, no. Hey, like if I'm there and something's happening, I'm taking pictures of it. You don't really have to tell me. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's something that you really need to draw my attention to that I wouldn't know otherwise. Right. That's yes. what I'm, that's what I need. I'm not like a, I don't have an ego problem where I'm like, oh, excuse me. I'm an artist at work, yeah. so I don't want any suggestions. <laughs> that's not my jam. Um, I love to know things. Please keep me abreast of anything that's happening, mm-hmm. but please don't have a shot list. Because I always tell people like a shot list basically it creates opportunities to, well, it does. And it creates opportunities for you to miss everything that's happening sure. because you're yeah. trying to oh, yeah. create something that's not happening. Oh, yeah. If I'm operating off a list, I'm afraid to get all the, I want to get all these pictures or they're going to freak out. I'm like, what's actually happening though? Cause I'm not even paying attention to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always find right? how it so. educates our clients really well about choosing their photographers. You always say the same thing, which is totally fine. You are selecting the photographer based on their work. So let them oh, yeah. showcase and yeah. do their work. <laughs> well, exactly. It's a little bit in the, it's along the lines of, you know, trust in the professional. That's and that's it. why it's yeah. like trust in your photographer because you've hired them for a reason. Trust in your planner because you've hired them for a reason to help run your day. But you are hiring a photographer based on how they take their photos. You've looked at their Instagram. You've mm-hmm. looked at their website. You looked at all these different things. And so you're looking at their style and being like, I like how they shoot. I like the light that they use. I like how moody it is. I like that it's more outside. I like that it looks like it's in a golf course, like whatever (laughs) it is, you like that person, you hire that person. And that's why you chose them. So Mm -hmm. don't go be like, oh, and by the way, can you do like a totally different style? And you're like, that's not, that's not what I do. (laughs) I do me and that's how I do it. And that's why you hired me. So um, let so, the creatives be creative. So let the creatives be creative because I find sometimes that some of the best photos that come out are the last minute, holy crap, take a, you know, 37 <laughs> seconds, like take a photo. And then it's like, oh my gosh, this is the framer. This is the most amazing photo. I can't believe we did that. And that was literally you coming out of the can and your <laughs> husband walked right past you and you're like, stop and take a photo, you know? So I think you're, I think you're so right when it comes to the shot list. Like we always encourage our couples to have a a family, family fo- yeah. photo list so that you with properly like names. We don't need just like mom and dad. I'm like, I want names of people that need to be in this photo. <laughs> exactly. So that we can call them. Names right? that I can yell. Yes, and that we can specific. yell. And the reason we do that is because family photos themselves, the act of it is not necessarily the the most fun, but it is, <laughs> it is, it is really, really important to be able to do that. So you want to be able to do it somewhat as efficiently as you can. And that's why we're, we like to be very specific about the names mm-hmm. on that list. Otherwise, it's just be natural, be fun, be candid. I think people are, I don't know if, I think our generation are not like, I don't want to have a staged photo of us coming down the staircase with 11,000 people. I think we want to have fun on the staircase. What do you say? You can't Photoshop. Oh, you can't Photoshop a smile. I say that too all the time. I actually heard that from a friend of mine and it's true. I mean, if you're really pissed off about something, you can't, you can't, you can't can't make that, you can't joker face that. Okay. Well, I always call it the stand-in bride. Yes. So like my whole pitch usually to my brides is like, I don't like photos to be uh, like stand-in photos. Like I don't want you to look at a photo, be able to take out the bride and groom and put it in another bride and groom and it'd be the same picture. You want it to be like unique. You want it to look like the people, like you want to be, look awesome, but still look like you. And yes. like, that that's my whole, like my whole thing. It's like, look natural, feel natural. If you feel weird, you always look weird. Always. Yes. yes. Oh, I like uh, that. Yeah. Be comfortable or I don't know. That's just kind of my whole thing. But family photos are the, how do I describe them? The worst part of the day, but you don't enjoy doing them, but you enjoy having them. Like you don't want to bring, like, I hate to always, like, this is always my stance on it. And it sounds so negative, but if something happens to someone in your family and you're looking for a photo with them and you don't have it, 
how gross is that feeling? It's the grossest feeling. So having photos with your parents, your grandparents, even your siblings, I can't even tell you the amount of weddings I've done that after I've shot the wedding, someone in their bridal party or someone close to them has died within like weeks. And they've reached out to me and asked me if I've had any more candidates with those people or if I could really make sure to focus. And I always have a shitload of them because I'm like, I shoot the crap out of everybody. And again, that's where family photos is like, you don't like doing it, but you like having them. Yes, 100%. Huge, huge. It's the only times that that many people will come together Mm -hmm. are weddings and funerals. And it's way better to get a photo at a wedding. So we encouraged to make sure that list is detailed it is thought about and we do it we try to do it in 30 minutes or less we're pretty good at yeah i'm ringing it out (laughs) (laughs) unless your sister marries your partner's sibling those those like unique group of people and the combination of people are never going to gather in a room together again yep yeah we heard a spiritual um person who did a ceremony for us uh, it was they called it a grounding ceremony and honestly when she told me about it I was like okay it's a little hippie but whatever I'm gonna go for it but yeah. when she did it it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies I had ever felt a part of yeah but she was like everybody touch a shoulder and everyone in this room is purely only going to be in this room ever once, once ever and it's only because of you two that was a very nice way to put that yes it's very it's true awesome. yeah she was good <laughs> so our last topic we're going to touch on and briefly touch on it (sighs) i mean it's the elephant of 2020 um covid black um but specifically covid weddings and how how we're going to move forward and how does 2021 look like as of right now sitting here on january 8th (laughs) Uh, january 8th we're in the new year but what do you think in your in your opinion, what do you think 2021 is going to look like with regard to weddings, whether it's the size or shape or and beyond? What do you think? I think that we're looking at the same thing that we did last year. I think so. Yeah. I think that we're going to have to be realistic. We are all super optimistic and we all would love to just snap out of it and have it mm-hmm. be the same way it was in 2019. Yeah. But it just what's happening is just not that like, I think we're just going to all have to be super realistic and optimistic, but at the same time we have to prepare. What I'm doing is with my clients being like, okay, so there is a very real possibility that these restrictions will happen. If you're to the point where you are married to this giant wedding, which is to be fair is the majority of the people that I have married to their giant weddings are people who booked pre COVID. Yes. So those people I'm being super flexible with. I understand you did not know this was happening. Okay. But we're also a year into this now. Mm -hmm. So now it's not a surprise anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Now everything is changing. We have to be realistic. Like this isn't what we want, but this is what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Either we're postponing our wedding until COVID is gone, um, Mm -hmm. in which case we might lose money. Mm -hmm. um, And we're going to also have to accept that Mm -hmm. um, because that's what's happening to all of us. Yeah. Or we change our mindset and downsize our wedding and as long as i am able to physically come shoot a wedding Mm -hmm. on the day that it's contracted for i can't that's that's my flexibility right so yeah i think that i think it's just about being realistic i mean it's just because your wedding is smaller does not change anything Mm -hmm. like i think that people totally misunderstand that like i have had some of the most beautiful emotional connected weddings in 2020 than I've ever shot in my whole career. Mm-hmm. 
you have this idea of what you want in your head and I want you to have that, mm-hmm. but the circumstances are out of your control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For me, if you booked post COVID, you kind of know already. Like when I book new weddings, I'm like, if we come to your wedding day and you can't have 200 people, what are you going to do? And if they say they're going to postpone, I won't book them. Okay. okay. Because we as wedding vendors cannot sustain a business model with postponements because we book based on days. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now if I'm booking, if I have a wedding book for 2020 and my average wedding cost is five grand, Mm -hmm. then I move that wedding from 2020 to 2021 now I'm being paid five grand for 10 grand. Yeah. My potential profit is 10 grand and I've been paying five. Right. Yeah. Now I'm moving it again to 2022. My potential profit is $15,000 yeah. and I am taking $5,000 for $15,000 of wedding days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not going to work. Yes. It's not about being selfish. It's about being realistic. Yeah, absolutely. It's a series of unfortunate events and we can be as flexible as we can, but at the end of the day, we can't bankrupt ourselves. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like a really tough pill to swallow, but if you, we just have to, I think, be like really open and honest and educate people mm-hmm. because we want to be flexible. And yes, last year, everyone was flexible, mm-hmm. but moving forward, we have to be realistic. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. And I mean, we're all, I mean, our industry is community of small businesses yeah. and we are, we love what we do, but we are, we also have to get paid at the end of the day. Like mortgage costs money, yeah. yes. groceries cost money, you know, like <laughs> shoes for kids cost money. I think that, you know, now, you know, the band-aid's off. We know what's up. Like, this isn't a surprise anymore. So um, I find that a lot of the inquiries that we're getting are hopeful and they are, um, they're excited, but I think they're also very, it could be 10 people. It could be 50 people. I'm hoping to have (laughs) 75, but you know, they're like, and everyone knows nobody can be mad because they were uninvited to a wedding, you know? And I think that's the thing for people is they're like, how do I uninvite my people? Like, I, ha- I mean, I had to uninvite a few people mm-hmm. for our small little thing. Like I had to uninvite a few people and I was like, this feels so awkward and awful and I wish you could be there. And they're like, well, we, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. No one's going to I still, I still you. love you. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, I think it also shows people who their, who their true friends and family mm-hmm. really are as well. And like, yeah. you, you can't get pissed because you had to downsize because this is kind of where we're at right now. Um, but at the end yeah. of the day, again, it comes down to a business. We, we are, we are a business. Mm-hmm. When it first happened, as planners, we were trying to support our couples as much as we could. And we said, like, we're all yeah. people. We're all people. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people were really hard and fast about their about changing dates or deposits or anything like that. And I was like, well, let's have a conversation with people yeah. and let's see what we can do and figure out a bit of a game plan. And, you know, we asked that. Your date comes up. Are you moving it or are you going to keep it? Where are you also in your life? We have yeah, some people- we have a lot that want to do family planning, right? They want to start a family, and if- that's always the problem. It's yeah. a huge, always. yeah, it's a huge, thing. and you can't you you understand it too, yeah, right? Like, yeah. So we have that conversation, and we say, think about it. You don't have to answer now, or yeah. they already know the answer, and then we just try to sort out a solution from there. But we're like, it is a very real concern and feelings that you are allowed to have. Yeah, you can have these big feelings of disappointment and, and yes. anxiety. Like it's it's fine, but at this point, we are a year into COVID, and now we just need to figure out how to go from there. Yeah. How it may look is probably not what you envisioned for a while, but right. I, I think the three of us can honestly say that some of the intimate weddings have been the best ones that we've seen. They've been beautiful. And everyone, everyone is saying that. Like any any vendor you talk to will all say the same thing. Yeah, because like quality it's, is there. It's just been so lovely. Right, yeah. yeah. Quality of guests that are there to show support. It's not random dates that you've never met. You're not 
not meeting someone new oh. on your wedding day, right? <laughs> Thanks for coming to my wedding. Yeah. I have no idea who you are. Oh, yeah. it's so-and-so's I know. Oh, God. oh my God. But yeah, and I mean, you have to also account for the fact that typically you do raise your prices every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So then you also have the inflation mm-hmm. to account for. And it's, again, like it's not, you're not trying to be selfish. You're not trying, like you understand that these are circumstances that are beyond your control mm-hmm. and it's not ideal and whatever, but that's, that's the scenario for everyone. Did I want to homeschool my kids last year? No, I did not. No. Did I want to sign up? Did I sign up to be a teacher? No, I'm the worst fucking teacher in the whole world. I literally made my child cry every single day because I'm the worst teacher in the world. And I didn't want that. And I had to do it. And you know what? Sometimes it's just, okay, we got to buck up and be positive as we can about the situation we have. And you don't want to shit on someone's wedding, but no. you know what? It might not be your princess wedding day. And if you want that, you might have to do it in a few years because I can't imagine that all of a sudden from 10 people, they're going to go, okay, 300, fine. It's yeah, just, yeah. No it's just it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, it'll be a very, yeah. it'll be over the next, I think over the next few years that mm-hmm. they'll be able to actually I have agree. a large amount of people mm-hmm. in a room in the same capacity. And we're still going to feel weird about it. Yes. I think, it, well, don't you watch movies or shows and you're like, oh, they're sounding so good no. together. Ooh. Cringe. Cringe. Like it just makes me die. <laughs> I don't know. I think that our personal boundaries have just been reinforced that even now, like if someone touches you on the shoulder, you're like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. It's, it's so weird. And it's like, Oh God, it just, especially for, I'm not like an overly huggy person. I've kind of grown into that just because my husband's family is so touchy. Um, same. So I'm the same. now I'm like, oh. don't touch me. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I'm like, a, I'm a side hugger. Like I'm like, I'll give you a little hip and like an arm around you. Um, but my husband's family is so huggy that now I'm like hugging people. So I go back to my family and try to front hug them. Yeah. And they are like, what in the fuck are you, <laughs> Why are you hugging me? It's like, so weird. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. I'm not a hugger. Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. So like, funny because I gotta chill out a little bit. Yeah, because I am a front hugger, and when I when I'm with my couples, like once you know, you you just I communicate through touch. That's yeah. my love language, and so whether I'm a, I'm like a, yeah, <laughs> totally like a cat. But so that's been the hardest thing for me is not mm-hmm. having that physical like because I always find even just like a reassuring hand on the shoulder, like you're not alone. We're here to help you. It's okay. We're so excited that's just that's just how I communicate and so downgrading to like a handshake to suddenly like an elbow bump to being like jazz hands I was like what in the frick is this shit like I'm so and so weird because you don't have that definitive farewell yeah so you're like instead of hugging people you're like air hug yeah Yeah. awkward oh my god oh yeah Yeah. it's the worst but yeah I'm like oh I love to hug you right now but yeah right or even the professional handshake Um, after like a business meeting you're like okay so I'm gonna just back lunge out of here and (laughs) see you later okay but is there anything worse than someone reaching out for a handshake and then you don't know what to do, which is what happens to me quite frequently because we did like a huge renovation on our house and we had tradesmen in yeah. all the time. And they're usually older guys yeah. and those are, you know, hand is their bread and butter. Like that's, that's how they treat yeah. people. Yeah. And you can't not shake their hand because it's fucking weird, right? Yeah. So you're like, handshake, don't touch your hand, walk all the way up. Yeah. Hand, hand, hand. <laughs> like, you just become a surgeon um, and that hands are in the area. Like, where's the sink? Where's the sink? <laughs> Scrub, like, scrub. Yeah. Um, but it's so awkward because you're so if you don't yeah, do it you're rude right well I don't want to because obviously like if some, if I go to shake someone's hand and they won't shake my hand I hate them yeah. for all eternity 
So I don't want to do that. Meet <laughs> you and your family. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, well, this has been amazingly yeah. fun. We should totally do this again and break down another topic. But where can our listeners find you on social? I am at yeah, it's at mm-hmm. E Fraser Photo. Um, I decided to make my Instagram super complicated, so people are hard to find. Um, I'm pretty sure you can type in Aaron Fraser and it goes the same <laughs> thing. But yeah, that's me. I live on social media. It's where I joke and tell stories that are true about my husband doing dumb <laughs> shit um, or my kids annoying the shit out of me. And that's basically what I talk about. Love it. Or the dumb shit I do. <laughs> it's just a I love out. your stories. I think they're so candid and so funny. And some of your There's... inner thoughts, I'm just like, yeah, I totally relate to all of these inner thoughts. <laughs> well, thank you yes. so much. Um, and we will be back next week with another episode of some kind. We're not sure yet. But Erin, thanks so much for your time for sitting with thank us and you. breaking down yes. all these topics. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second, and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.